The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Computer, list of today's guests, signing in chat room, lining up news articles, checking levels, adjusting cameras, secure wire connection, restart computer, checking video feed. With all she's got to do, you'd think Nicole Sandler was a one-woman band. Well, she is, and she's ready for another show. And now, here's the Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com. No parent could forgive Lives no child should ever live Broken families Wasted years But if that day comes round When the fence comes down Then this moment full of grief Could be a start I would pray so hard to whatever God Cause a miracle is brightest in the dark Yes, a miracle is brightest in the dark No one comes of age trapped in history's Synagogue and mosque, every witness shares the cost, every church where prayers seem lost. But if that day comes round, when the fence comes down, then this moment will not The guns don't heal Since the numbed can't feel Since two peoples full of pain Are losing hearts Stand for peace and light Hold your loved ones tight Cause a miracle is brightest in the Marsh Family, A Miracle is Brightest in the Dark. It's their original song, um, doing what they do, commenting on, uh, you know, uh, stuff that is happening in the world. And they have a message up on the screen. It says to our patrons, Patreons, sorry, and those who offered guidance on Hebrew and Arabic, thank you. So, um, you know, out of the mouths of babes. And their parents in this case. And we've watched the Marsh family kids grow up over the last few years. And um, actually, I'm expecting another song from them shortly because the, uh, I believe the prime minister, not the prime minister, the foreign minister has been relieved of her duties. His, I don't know. It's a, got a weird name, that person. They, their duties. Anyway, um, 
Welcome to a Monday. It's a brand new week. Unfortunately, not a whole lot seems to have changed. Uh, and, you know, war sucks. Um, taking sides sucks. Hearing people um, call you horrible names because of your opinions sucks. A lot of things suck right now. Um, and today there's so much to talk about and I, I don't want to talk about this war today. We will revisit it again. There, there is, I, I was going to say progress, but it's not progress. Um, too many people are dying. Uh, hostages are still being held. Um, Yeah. But here's what I do want to talk about. <clears throat> There's a whole lot of news today and we're going to go through it all. I don't have any guests uh, scheduled. So feel free if you want to weigh in on anything, anything at all, you can. Phone lines are open 954-889-6410. Uh, if you're on Skype, you can Skype in to Nicole Sandler, all one word. Um and uh, yeah, well, uh, I, you know, I'll try to keep an even keel. That's my mantra today. But what I wanted to talk about, if you noticed, um, those of you watching video or who saw uh, a, a promotion for uh, for um, the show today, saw this image that I'm about to put back up on the screen. Those of you watching on a video feed, if you're not watching on a video feed, you're listening to the audio stream, say, on Progressive Voices, or you're listening to the audio podcast. What I have up here are some pictures of um, uh, people, men in the army. And this was my father. My father, uh, that's him on the left, sitting on the stoop of uh, the house where he lived in Chelsea, Massachusetts. And on the right, that's him in a sea of weird hat wearing army men. Um, you know, my dad was, that generation was kind of silent in that they didn't share feelings. They didn't talk about a lot of things. My father never talked about his time in the army. And I always thought that he was in the Korean War until... I found out that no, actually, he was in World War II uh, because after he died, I found a lot of his, you know, his personal papers. So I have his discharge papers from the army. I think it was 1947, uh, which means it was the tail end of of World War II. It was before, um, <laughs> it was before Korea. Uh, shows how much I knew. And again, he never talked about it, and you know. We never asked, but my, my father never saw battle. As far as I know, what he did in the army was he was an MC. You know, they had those shows, their variety shows, you know, we knew, we know about Bob Hope and the USO shows, right? And, um, uh, <laughs> so there are these binders that, um, I found with his stuff and, and if you're watching on video, you see a very raggedy uh, binder. There were, there were four or five of these. My daughter, Allison, took one of them, and I've got a few of them. And there are just typewritten pages of script after script, and they are bad. So I pulled out just a few pages at random. And, um, you know, I kept thinking, like, maybe there's got to be something here and I could, you know, maybe publish his stuff years later. And and and. But no. So here's here's um, here's one page. The heading on it says officers and rank. So I guess these are a, a, a series of one liners. I guess I should have the, the rim shot ready. So here's one. I couldn't tell if that was the colonel's head or if one of his eagles laid an egg. Oh, it would help if I turned up the, the volume. Um, yeah. Uh, here's another one. I can tell a man's rank by the hair on his chest. If he has fuzz, he's a corporal. Sorry, there's, there's a delivery at the door. <laughs> if, he has, if he has fuzz, he's a corporal. Uh, if he has thick hair... He's a sergeant. And if it's up in curlers, he's a second lieutenant. Um, okay. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Here's another one. I beat my officer up every morning. I get up at 530 and he gets up at six. Oh, oh, it didn't. It didn't reset fast enough. Come on, man. Oops, wrong one. <laughs> all right. I'll, uh, here's another one. The president gets a salute of 21 guns. A general gets a salute of 16 guns. When I arrived, two fishermen cracked their knuckles. You get it now? All right, one more. I'll share one more with you. I've seen General Marshall's name on a lot of doors, but the guy who seems to have his name on every door is called Private Keep Out. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, there's, you know, there's so much here. But there's nothing here. It's just, it's all really bad. Here, uh, uh, this, uh, and it's funny because his brother wrote some of these things. Um, his brother, Larry, and in fact, this one script I'm looking at, it says by Larry Sands. Well, it was Sandler, but you know, uh, I guess even back then, they, they sort of genericized their names. There are three things that hiss, a snake, a goose, and a fool. Stand up so that we can see which you are. All right, I, I, won't, I won't take up any more. See, they're just not great. They're not, they're not good. But they were my dad's, so they're here. Um, and it was Veterans Day. And all I could think about was back then, the uh, the military, the people, yeah, it sounds like the style of Henny Youngman. That's what it was back then, right? No, it wasn't for Bob Hope. It was him. My dad in the army emceed the the variety shows. He was an entertainer. What's really funny is, and do I have it over here? I'm trying to get my studio together. No, I don't know where I put it. My father graduated from Boston University with a degree in radio. You would think he would have told me that, right? Considering I have my career in radio. And even before he died, my career was in radio. He never told me that. But I do have, oh, it's over there. I, I'm not going to walk around and get it. I'll, I'll show you another time. But I have his, um, you know, the, the, the certificate from his Bachelor of Science in radio. Damn, I have a Bachelor of Arts in broadcasting but we never talked about it. That was that generation. They just didn't share things. They didn't share feelings. So I didn't know, I don't know a whole lot. You know, again, I, I always thought that he was in uh, the army in the Korean war shows what I know. But what I do know is in world war II, the people who were, who were, um, I guess I'm going to take a phone call people. Oh, and they hung up. Okay. Oh, well, I was going to take that call. It, it works that way. I don't have a screener. So if you want to call in, you can. Uh, 954-889-6410. And um, yeah. All right. So anyway, that person chickened out and went away. Um, uh, so, so but the, the point that I was going to make before I was interrupted by a phone ringing is that um, I think the people who fought in World War II knew exactly what they were fighting for or against. Today, I don't think it's quite so clear. All right, our caller is back. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Proudskell from hey. Alabama. Hey, Proudskell, how are you doing? How are things in Alabama these days? The land of Tuberville, huh? Uh, unfortunately, here in Tuscaloosa, about... A mile and a half from me is going to be the site of the Republican debate. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, The thing is, uh, I'm going to get sort of a revenge from this already because they are going, the Republicans are going to be pissed off about the parking arrangement because on campus at the University of Alabama the same day, they are having a women's basketball game mm-hmm. and also a high school football playoff game. And also, <laughs> there is rumors of Trump um, getting a rental and 
starting a rally, but I don't know where he's going to do it. And if so, because of all what's going on, he'd probably get a crappy hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so, so there are good things with this. And another good thing with this is that it probably won't lead to violence because everybody in town will be busy. So <laughs> I guess. That's a good right. Thing. Well, there's that. When is that debate? Uh, that is December 6th, oh. which, is, which is a ways well, It's a ways off. Why are we, you know, anything, well, know, everything but... could change by then. Look, already we know that uh, there'll be one fewer a presidential aspirant on the stage. Tim Scott has pulled out. Oh, that's where we're supposed to all say, oh, poor Tim. Um, you know, I, I the only surprise there is just how awful of a candidate he was. Oh, yeah. He's so. pitiful. But the rumor is that the reason why it's in Tuscaloosa is mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, Trump appeared at an Alabama LSU football game and it pissed off Chris Christie so much. He wanted to do something to a stage Trump. So I think Krispy Kreme boys fingerprints are all over this. Yeah. Who knows? I don't think so. I don't think he has much pull in, uh, in the, in the, in the Republican party and where they schedule their, um, debates. I don't think Chris Christie has any pull at all. So, um, you know, it's a nice thought, but I, I, I don't think so. Well, yeah, it's, it, it, it's going in that direction, but he doesn't have enough pull to organize no. uh, three core car funerals. LBJ used to say, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, bad. we got um, lots of time before December 6th. That's just, you know, in politics, uh, that's a lifetime away. That's why I was so, you know, just uh, disgusted by the way the media went off on that poll that shows, oh, Joe Biden oh, yeah. is, is going to lose. It's a year off. Give it a rest already. It's one poll. Polls, as we've learned over the last decade, uh, are very inaccurate at best. So people getting Nicole, all crazy from one poll a year before the election, that anything can change. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Especially it, it was Veterans Day and is Veterans mm-hmm. Day. And there are a lot of people in the World War II generation that didn't talk about their role in the war. Um, my grandfather was part of that crowd. Um he had a security clearance. What he did was he worked on uh, ooh, compasses in the old Brooklyn Navy Yard. Okay. And he sometimes had to adjust compasses off the shore of Long Island. So he was going in territory where the Nazis could have killed him because there were, there were subs out there then. Sure. I, I, I get it. Yeah, it you know it was it was dangerous. Um, war is dangerous. People die in wars. Go figure. I, I you know I do believe that if women were in charge, if women ruled most countries on the planet, there would not be so many wars. I, there probably wouldn't be any. <laughs> Thanks Unless they so were Republicans. <laughs> Nicole, and um, I support you in your opinion, and I don't believe in a ceasefire, at least right now. I mean, well, but let's talk. On. Okay, why don't you believe in a ceasefire? Well, I don't believe in a ceasefire because Hamas needs to be pounded a bit. Okay, that's not the, that's really not that. I, 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 it kind of is the reason, but here's here's yeah. here's the actual reason why a ceasefire. And I wasn't going to talk about this today, but you know, whatever. Um, a ceasefire takes both sides to agree to it. Hamas has already said quite clearly that they have no intention of that. That their goal is to wipe Israel 
and every Jewish person off the face of the earth. And if there is a ceasefire, it would just give them a chance to regroup and attack again. They've had at least two, probably more, but two that I know of, um, spokespeople like high up Hamas figures say quite clearly it to the press that they will repeat the actions of October 7th again and again and again. Their goal is not to protect the Palestinian people who are stuck in Gaza and they shouldn't be there. That's another story. Um, their goal is not to protect them. They don't care. They've proven that because it's what, what's been coming out over the last couple of days is a lot more information, a lot more of the game plan of these terrorists who, who crossed into Israel and, and committed atrocities um, like I, I've never seen in my lifetime. Um, some of their game plans have been, have, were, were found, uh, their, their playbooks, if you will, their notes, which it was to just kill and terrorize and kidnap as many people as they could. Um, their goal was to draw Israel into a ground war, to have them do exactly what they're doing, not to protect the Palestinian people who are imprisoned in this open air prison that is Gaza, it was to kill all the Jews. And they've already said, we'll be the martyrs. We've been martyrs before. We'll be martyrs again. Uh, martyr us all. We don't care. But they were talking, they're not there. Most of the Hamas leaders are off in Qatar or some other uh, four seasons somewhere living up the good life while, while the poor Palestinians stuck in Gaza are getting killed. There's no good here. There's nothing right here. It's always the leadership is in a safe place, always in yep. situations like yep. this. Yep. And another thing is a lot of the activists on our side of the coin do not realize that about the ceasefire, unfortunately. No, they don't. And they also don't realize that, um, uh, you know, Hamas are terrorists that Hamas are not the, the, the people stuck in Gaza. Um, too many young people think they're interchangeable and they defend Hamas. There was a video, damn it. I didn't pull it. Um, I'll see if I can find it. A video, somebody went to college campuses and, and did a little quiz with some of the students there um, along the lines of, uh, you know, who, who, whose policy is this Hamas or ISIS Hamas or, um, uh, you know, you name the terrorist group. Um, and, and all the people were, you know, like who believes that women don't have any rights. And I, I, I got to find the video. I will find the video for you. Um, so I, for me to paraphrase it, I'm just going to screw it up, but just to a person and it could be creative editing too, but it seemed like every person, every college student, this guy asked always said ISIS or Al Qaeda or, you know, Hezbollah. They never said Hamas. And they were, they were shocked. I tell you shocked because they believed Hamas were the good guys here because, uh, I don't know what's happening on college campuses now, but obviously, uh, they're having trouble teaching facts and maybe they're being influenced, you know, by like the governor of Florida who doesn't believe in history or facts. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Well, I live in a college town, and I can tell you what I think is happening. Yeah. A lot of these kids are coming from high school that where they de-emphasize, and they got rid of civics classes. Yep. So that's they did. Forget about that. So they don't know government. They, they don't know how government works. Yes. They de-emphasize history, and they emphasize on taking standardized tests right. in school, which I think numbs the brain. Seriously. Yep. yep. No, they, te they do. They teach how to test, how to take tests, which by the way, I was never good at. Um, they don't teach critical thinking anymore. They don't want, you know, you to, to be able to, um, you know, to debate things to, you know, look, I could actually argue 
both sides of this war of almost any story. I may be passionate about one opinion, but I could argue either side. They don't teach kids that anymore. They don't seem to. They don't. No. Um, Unfortunately, I saw that a lot when I was working in a library. Oh, God. Well, now and librarians are being threatened. The good news is, though, we got a hint of what's to come last Tuesday. And the 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 Nazi moms for whatever they call themselves. What do they call that? I don't even know the 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 moms for liberty. That's what they called themselves. Um, who, they're the ones leading the charge to ban books and pull books off the shelves. And they were successful at it in Florida. But they ran candidates for school board, I believe, in five uh, places, and they all lost. Um, I think fascism went down hard on Tuesday. And, and, you know, the good thing about it is the Republicans don't seem to, like, rock the, the idea. They yeah. haven't gotten the message, which is good. Let them keep up with their fascist ways because they'll lose even bigger next year. Well, good luck in Arizona. And it's great talking to you always because I consider you a real friend. Oh, well, thank you so much, Proud Scout. One of these days I will meet you, I'm sure. Maybe, <laughs> perhaps. All right. All right. Thanks for calling. Take care. Proud Scout there in Alabama. And it's that easy to call in. And if you're on Skype, you can Skype into Nicole Sandler. I'm looking for this video and I'm probably not going to be able to find it. Um, You know, here's the problem with so many different uh, social media places. I know I've, I've reposted it in a few places, um, but uh, damn, I didn't, I didn't pull it. So I don't know where it is. And I, I can do, I multitask pretty well. But I, I can't <laughs> I can't talk and search for a video that could be in any one of a number of places, but maybe I'll find it for you for tomorrow. That said, there's a lot more news to talk about. Um, so much stuff is going on and um, uh, I'll get to that one. So I mentioned Tim Scott. So Tim Scott, uh, pulled out of the of, of the uh, presidential sweepstakes. Um, and he did it in such a weird way. So Trey Gowdy, do you remember Trey Gowdy? He's the guy who looked like Malfoy from the Harry Potter movies. Really, cre- except he looks weird. It looks like he had either he did too much cocaine or he had a really bad nose job or he's just mangled. I don't know. One of the three. Um, anyway, so Trey Gowdy, who left Congress to do a weekend show on Fox... Really? Um, sorry, I get <laughs> Sometimes I can't help myself. Anyway, he's on, uh, uh, Tim Scott is on Trey Gowdy's show this weekend. Bring in South Carolina Senator and Republican presidential candidate Tim Scott, who is battling not only his fellow competitors, but also battling the flu. Let me start by asking, how are you feeling? Dallas won this afternoon, so my, I, I, I guess you're feeling a little <laughs> bit better, but he how sounds are you like a professional broadcaster. Well, Trey, anytime Dak Prescott has five touchdowns, uh, you feel better about everything. Uh, I, I've been drinking a lot of water. I'll be down for another couple of days, but I'm looking forward to getting back on the campaign Hold on, trail. David. Without any question, Trey, one of the things I would recommend to every single American, I know it's not possible, by the way, if you ever want to love your country more, Run for president. Oh, Traveling this country, Hello? meeting on, people has been one of the most fantastic experiences Hello? of hold my on. entire life. I love America more today than I did on May 22nd. But when I go back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential uh, candidate. What? I am suspending my campaign. Oh, no. I, I think the voters... Uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me uh, not now, Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, <laughs> no, but I do think no, they're, they're saying, saying no. not now. Yeah, and so I'm no. going to respect the voters. Good. OK. No, they're, they're saying no. They're not saying not now, Tim. They're saying no. They're saying you were horrible is what they were saying. So you heard the phone ring. Here's the problem. When I'm playing sound clips on this computer and somebody calls, they can't hear the clip that's being played. 
but it was David calling. So I'm calling him back because I hung up on him because, you know, and now he's not going to answer. You know, it's, it's live radio or whatever this is. I'm going to give him one more ring. David, if you're going to pick up, pick up. Okay. Nope. Hello? Hi, I'm unavailable. Okay. Well, he's unavailable right now. Okay. Never mind. Well, maybe. So I cut off the clip. Uh, I, I guess if I'm going to take calls, I should play clips on this computer. Oh, well, I'm not set up for it right now. So anyway, Tim Scott dropped out. So, and then there were four. I don't know why they're going through with this charade. I guess Nikki Haley wants, you know, her time with Trump. Meanwhile, I read something today that said that, um, uh, that many of the maggots are, 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 um, supporting, I can't, I can't even say this, Tucker Carlson to be, um, Trump's running mate. It's a farce. It's, you know, they're taking the, um, the, 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 they're, they're taking a, a serious, uh, there's not much more serious than running a country and, and running this country and they're turning it into a bad joke. One more bad joke. You ready for this? Oh my God. Eric Adams. And there's not even any, any laughter in the background. Eric Adams Name sounds familiar, right? Mayor of New York City, who, uh, you know, the day he was elected, I'm like, my God, they could have had Maya Wiley. Just think about it. They could have had a brilliant woman. And instead, they, New York City voted for this clown who lived, as far as we could tell, in Jersey. Right. And but he said, no, I live in Brooklyn. And he had this uh, access to a basement apartment that you could tell he had never been in or certainly didn't spend any time there. And and he walked a a, the press through this apartment because the story had gotten out that he was living in Jersey, not in Brooklyn, where he said he was. And I guess maybe somebody in his family had this basement apartment in Brooklyn and he pretended like he was living there. The guy is a con man. And look, I'm used to them on the Republican side. But when I see a Democrat who's that smarmy, I, 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 the minute I first heard him speak, I'm like, there's something off about this guy. So here's the story. The FBI is investigating New York Mayor Eric Adams. It's focused, the the investigation is focused on whether or not he pressured fire department officials, this is really convoluted, fire department officials to approve Turkey, the country of Turkey's new high-rise consulate in Manhattan, despite lingering building safety questions. This according to the New York Times, reporting yesterday, citing three people familiar with the matter. They go a little further. Weeks after Adams won the Democratic primary and shortly before his election two years ago, he urged then New York City Fire Commissioner Daniel Negro, Nigro, N-I-G-R-O, to let the Turkish government occupy the building at least temporarily. That cleared the way for Turkish President Erdogan. You know that name. He's a buddy of Trump's. Erdogan to preside over the $300 million 35-story grand opening in September 2021 during a visit to the United Nations General Assembly in New York. And now the word is, go figure, that Eric Adams took money from Erdogan. I, I, I guess, I, I mean, I could, I could do, um, I, I, I could do this, but it's not really funny, you know, not, not, not really funny. Um, here's, here's another one, another funny story. If it is, maybe, maybe I'll save it because frankly, I I don't have a whole lot here. Um, uh, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. I, I, uh, all right. Um, all right. So do you remember the QAnon shaman? 
the guy with the, you know, wearing the Viking helmet at the Capitol who sat in the speaker's chair in the House chamber when they broke in on January 6th? That guy. Well, his actual name is Jacob Chansley. And Jacob Chansley is running for Congress. I I kid you not. Chansley pleaded guilty to a felony charge of obstructing an official proceeding in connection with the Capitol insurrection. He served about 27 months of a 41-month sentence. And apparently he filed the paperwork to run for Congress. And you know where he's running for Congress from? I know you would think Florida, but not Florida. He is running from Arizona. There's that wacko woman, Debbie Lesko. Well, she's retiring. So he's running for that seat. Yeah. I, I, so I, I'm guessing at some point, uh, maybe I'll get a chance to interview this guy. I don't know. I haven't really waded into, um, into, uh, <laughs> into Arizona politics yet. Although I was happy to find that on the park, there's every neighborhood has a park here. It's really nice. Um, and the park that's two blocks from here, there's a, there's an elementary school there. And I've been walking Jackson around the park. We've been going for good walks each morning, at least until I, um, broke my ass. I didn't break it. I just injured it horribly. So, um, apparently there's a muscle, uh, in that's behind the glutes called the piriformis. And I overdid it between, you know, moving boxes and furniture and, um, um, walking too much. One day we, we took a long way home, uh, because I was just trying to explore the neighborhood and I walked down a street that none of the cross streets went through. And I went about a mile out of our way and, uh, my, my, my butt muscles couldn't take it because I'm fat and out of shape. And so, um, all of a sudden I was in excruciating pain and this pain has gone on now for three weeks you don't want to, you don't want to mess with your piriformis. Anyway, I don't even know why I brought that up just <laughs> uh, because I, I, I'm, I'm stalling. I think, you see what I was going to do when I started the show talking about veterans day. It's funny. I, I just, whoo, it just went, it went right by me. Um, the guy who is the front runner for the Republican nomination to be president is the former guy. He is a guy who uh, fomented insurrection. Uh, He's uh, on trial, uh, multiple trials. He's got 91 criminal counts um, against him, four indictments, lots of of, uh, court cases on the horizon, and an election. Well, This guy, um, on Veterans Day, got up, uh, he was in New Hampshire, and here's just a little bit of the speech he delivered to the tens of people in attendance. In honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, that lie and steal and cheat on elections. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Now, I got to tell you, I understand that um, the uh, reducing one's opponents to, um, you know, dehumanize them, to speak of them in animal terms, or vermin, even worse, um, is is something the Nazis did. And uh, it's not a good look. And I was called out this weekend, and apparently last week on one of the days that I was um, uh, very emotional, 
as I've been throughout this, well, since October 7th. But you know what? I've been hit uh, on the side of the head with this thing. My reaction, my response to the, 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 those acts of terror um, on October 7th, it was it, no one's more surprised by my reaction than me just so you know. Um, and so I'm dealing with it. You know, you know me, I have trouble sometimes keeping my emotions in check. I've long suffered from depression and it's been a a lifelong battle. Um, and so uh, I was called out. Uh, Apparently I referred to Hamas as animals And frankly, if I'm going to refer to any sorry excuse for a human being as an animal, it would be someone like, you know, members of Hamas. But I understand the reasons not to do that. They are human beings. They're horrifically horrible uh, human beings. They're the scum of the earth. But they are human. And and frankly, you know, look, my dog is better than most humans. So I... (laughs) But then I'm I'm getting off the subject here. There's article after article today about Trump's um, going there. You know, he he knows, look, and you, you know, for the last few years, I've not talked about him. I had a hard enough time when he was in office, (laughs) hopefully the only time, but the first time and did not deal well. Um, and I can't imagine him getting back in again. Uh, and if anybody, I don't know how anyone could vote for him. And that's why when I hear, you know, the threats of some young people who, frankly, I think don't get it fully, um, saying, Biden's lost our vote. What are you going to do? Vote for Trump or Bobby Kennedy or you know, I could throw Jill Stein, really? Or Marianne Williamson, who seems like a very nice lady, but is not a president. Uh, sorry, she just isn't. Um, anyway, uh, so, you know, everybody wrote about this thing from Will Bunch at the Philadelphia Inquirer to um, the New York Times to the Washington Post. Um, you know, it, it, they're all calling him out, but yet it seems like the only Republican, um, well, certainly in the presidential race, who will call him out these days is, uh, uh, Chris Christie, who doesn't stand a snowball's chance in hell of winning. <laughs> see, Diane, see, Diane said, no, they aren't Nicole. They're reptiles in human form. Diane said that, not me. Oh, if you only knew what I can't tell you right now, and I'm not going to go there. So, because there's still too much to talk about. So let's do this. Um, There's another big breaking news story that just came across the wires um, uh, right as I was going on the air. And it's, it's almost laughable. I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but not enough. It's like, um, there's, there was a Bruce Springsteen song. I know figure I'm going to quote a Bruce Springsteen song, one step up, one step up. But then he talks about two steps back. Well, if you go one step up and two steps back, you're moving in the wrong direction. You know, if you're going two steps up and one back, at least you're making some forward progress, albeit slowly. But if you're going one up and two back, you're backtracking. This is somewhere in the middle. Um, The New York Times headline reads, Supreme Court announces ethics code for justices. Yay, it's about time. Um, (laughs) But when you read closely, uh, the decision comes after revelations about undisclosed property deals and gifts have intensified pressure on the court to adopt such a code. You think every other a member of any judiciary in this country and all elected officials have a code of ethics. Uh, Many businesses do too. Look in radio, I wasn't even allowed to take a dinner that was more than $50. In Los Angeles, 
There is no dinner that's less than $50. Um, And so, okay. So let me read to you a little bit of this because it's, it's, it's almost funny. The Supreme Court announced Monday, that's today, that it had issued an ethics code for the justices after a series of revelations about undisclosed property deals and gifts intensified pressure on the court to adopt one. That's the only reason they did it, because the pressure was building. In a statement by the court, the justices said they had adopted the code of conduct, quote, to set out succinctly and gather in one place the ethics, rules, and principles that guide the conduct of the members of the court. Got that? For the most part, the court said, these rules and principles are not new. And then they added that, quote, the absence of a code, however, has led in recent years to the misunderstanding that the justices of this court, unlike all other jurists in this country, regard themselves as unrestricted by any ethics rules. Excuse me, they got it wrong. It hasn't led to any misunderstanding. It has emboldened the crooked members of that court, Thomas Scalia, Alito, and um, uh, Roberts. (laughs) Who am I leaving out? Um, Oh, Kavanaugh and, um, um, oh God, what's the other guy's name? And Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, they all did. Funny, all the Republicans. Just weird how that works. Um, it, it, It was no misunderstanding The justices of that court, well, at least five of them anyway, unlike all other jurists in this country, regard themselves as unrestricted by any ethics rules. There was no misunderstanding at all. That's exactly how they feel. And then it says left unclear was how the code will be enforced. That's the one thing they needed to clarify. Enforcement. The New York Times continues, although lower federal judges are bound by an ethics code, the Supreme Court justices have never been required to abide by those same rules because of its special constitutional status. In a letter to lawmakers this spring, Chief Justice John G. Roberts, who is also guilty of some of these things, said the court, quote, takes guidance from the ethics code for other federal judges. They take guidance. Isn't that Sweet, sweet. Uh, In the months since, a few justices, including Elena Kagan and Amy Coney Barrett, publicly voiced support for the court to adopt an ethics policy. Hey, Amy, do you think that policy should include no lying during your confirmation hearings? Just asking for a friend. Um. Yeah. In wide ranging remarks at Notre Dame Law School in September before the court's current term began, Justice Kagan who abides by such rules, said she believed an ethics code, quote, would, I think, go far in persuading other people that we were adhering to the highest standards of conduct. Elena, honey, let's talk. You may have been, but some of your colleagues, not so much. In mid-October, Justice Barrett, Barrett, echoed that sentiment during an interview at the University of Minnesota saying, It would be a good idea for us to do it particularly so that we can communicate to the public exactly what it is we are doing in a clearer way. Um, uh, We can do it. We can we can we can um, explain in a very clear way. Justice Clarence Thomas is taking money and RVs and homes for his mother and other family members and adopted children, college tuitions and stuff like that from very wealthy um, men, they're all their men, um, who have business before the court, hoping to influence you and how you vote and are being successful at it. Is that clear enough for you? Uh, So that goes on and on. Uh, There's a bunch of this. Um, (laughs) Oh, and this Justice Clarence Thomas writes the New York Times in particular, has faced scrutiny in part over the political activities of his wife, Virginia Thomas, who worked to overturn the 2020 election results in the weeks leading up to the Capitol attack. 
You got that? The the wife of a Supreme Court justice worked to overturn a fair and free election in the weeks leading up to the attack on the Capitol. That's fact. Why isn't that bigger news? Why isn't this a thing? Can I just tell you, in an alternate universe, if things were just mirror opposite, right? And it was the Democrats who were the evil ones here. Um, If this was a, a Supreme Court justice appointed by a Democratic uh, president who had a wife who was a radical leftist activist who tried to overturn the results of an election that a Republican won, there would be, oh my God, they would have used the gallows that they brought to the Capitol for Mike Pence, but they would have used it for them. The the hypocrisy is just stunning. And then the New York Times says, Justice Thomas came under criticism when he failed to recuse himself from cases related to attacks on the election results. You think came under criticism? He should be in jail along with Ginny. They should keep each other company in a private cell. I could keep going. Oh, maybe I will. Uh, In April, ProPublica documented the justice's years of undisclosed luxury travel, including private jets and trips aboard a super yacht at the largesse of a Texas real estate magnate and conservative donor, Harlan Crow. Can you imagine naming your kid Harlan? Just, you know, sorry. Since then, several news organizations, including the New York Times, have revealed undisclosed gifts to the justice by powerful friends. Those include the purchase of Justice Thomas's motor coach, the payment of private school tuition for a grand nephew whom the justice was raising, and the justice's mother's home in an undisclosed real estate deal. Those three things alone should be enough to throw that guy in jail. But what did Rachel Maddow used to say? It's okay if you're a Republican. Justice Thomas has defended his decision not to report the travel and gifts. Well, of course he does. Oh, my. And then they end uh, with just a few other things. Other justices, including Samuel Alito and Neil Gorsuch. Gorsuch, that was the name I couldn't remember. Have also faced allegations of failing to disclose their connections to wealthy people with close ties to the court. Justice Alito did not report a 2008 trip on the private jet of Paul Singer, a hedge fund billionaire who later had cases before the court. By the way, Paul Singer, that's the vulture who, um, uh, 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 what's his name, is always telling you about. Um, reporter with the fedora, not, not, not drudge, the other reporter. Um, um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just drawing blanks today. Um, but you know, Oh, Greg Palast. Sorry. Just, uh, it's, it's Monday, you know, get, cut me some slack here. Justice Gorsuch. Uh Oh, somebody's at the door. Justice Gorsuch did not disclose that the head of a major law firm had purchased a Colorado vacation property that he co-owned. And, it, you know, the, the justice who had um, um, the, the head of the major law firm who just happened to have business before the court, you know, they think we're that dumb. We're not. But the problem is that the Democrats, they're, they're not dumb, but they're lacking the testicular fortitude to do what needs to be done. The, the, the former guy, his outbursts in court, anybody, you or I did that, talked the way he did to the judge, talked about the judge's clerk the way he did, we'd be in jail. We'd be gagged so tight, we'd be choking on it. But I guess it's okay if you're a Republican. I, I just, I, I just... I, I don't know. I don't know. And then I keep, you know, every time I look over at the computer, it's another story about Trump 
uh, and his actions during that that Veterans Day speech on Saturday to root out those he described as radical thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is. I did say testicular. Testicular fortitude is one of my favorite expressions for someone who lacks the balls to stand up and do the right thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, you guys, you guys are, are, uh, no fun in terms of, you know, you don't call when I ask you to, you don't call, you don't come by, you don't visit. So I, I think there, I've got a couple more, um, I, I have other stories that I could, that I could share with you. What did I leave out? Um, I'm trying to leave out everything about Gaza. Cause I don't, I just, uh, Oh, the UK, the, so the, the, in the UK, the Prime Minister, uh, Rishi Sunak, yesterday fired the Interior Minister, Suella Braverman. Suella sounds like it's like Cruella. Maybe it's Cruella's more evil sister. I don't know. Um, uh, Suella Braverman, who was accused, accused of emboldening far right activists behind London street violence by her criticizing of police. Wow. Sunak brought back. Oh, so it gets better. So Sunak, Rishi, the the prime minister, fires Suella Braverman uh, as a foreign minister and brings in David Cameron. David Cameron, who was run out of office because he was against Brexit. You see where this is going? I know we don't pay very much attention to... uh, you know, the UK government, but I'm expecting another song by our friends, the Marsh family, because they do tend to, um, do these songs dealing with, um, you know, dealing with, uh, the, the, the government mess ups over there. So we've got that to look forward to. Um, so before I, before the move, right before we moved from Florida to Arizona, I had found a new source, just another guy on the internet who was doing these parody songs, who was very, um, uh, very uh, talented, right? His name is uh, Patrick Fitzgerald. And this is one that I must have missed you know, it must've come in mid move, but I just found it today and it, it still works because, Oh, thank you, Freddie, Freddie, uh, for his, his super chat. That's on the YouTube chat room where you can donate to the show. And I appreciate it because this program is, um, 100% listener supported. Um, I'm not running commercials anymore, uh, cause you guys didn't buy the products for the most part. So I, I don't want to gunk up the airwaves. So, um, thank you. Cause that's what keeps me going here. Um, oh, except for the commercials that run on YouTube. Sorry. Those, you know, are necessary evil anyway. Um, uh, so this one came out a couple of weeks ago, I guess I was in mid move and it's from Patrick Fitzgerald and it's a little ode to Fonnie Willis and, <laughs> and the bandit Eastman. Eastman is down. It's called, um, uh, oh yeah, I got it here. Fonny and the bandit Eastman is down eastbound, eastbound and down. All right. I'll leave you with this and we'll pick it up again tomorrow. And, um, uh, well, you know, we'll see what happens between now and then because anything is possible. All right. Take it away. Oh man. Hold on. See, now I have to f- take a phone call. Hold on. Okay. Hi. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Hi. Who's this? Uh, is this Nicole? It it is, but you need to turn down the radio, the computer, because I'm so sorry. That's okay. Who's this? This is John Doe. John Doe. That's your real name. Yes. Uh huh. Okay, John Doe. What can I do for you? Well, first of all, congratulations on the move. Uh, I heard it was a little bumpy, but um. You're there, and it's good because uh, I've been away too. So, um, I have a question. Okay. Uh, it's about the October seventh thing. Okay. Um, I I hate to sound like a, a racist, and 
You what? Say that again. You. you... Oh, I, I hate to sound like a, I, I hate to sound like a racist, but okay. I just I can't I can't look at the hijab people. I, the hijab people. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. It, it's, it sounds stupid. No, that's out. That um, you 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 know you say you don't want to sound like a racist, but you call um you know people hijab okay, people. Okay, the Muslims that are covered up because okay. they strictly follow the code of the Quran. Okay. All right. <sighs> Do you follow any religion? Huh? Do you? No. Well, okay. uh, ag- agnostic, I guess. Okay, agnostic. I mean, there's is... order, and there because there's order in the mathematics, and who made the mathematics? Where did that come from? And you can graph it, and you can find, you know, loops and loops in um, what do you call that geometry? Uh, you know, where it repeats itself. It's the same thing with equations, but I, that's. That's where my religion is. Okay. All right. And so what's your point? I've heard stories. I don't know if they're just stories. They cut babies' heads off and they raped them. They did horrible things on that day. And in fact, there are, there's a, there's a story that was in the New York times yesterday that I shared widely, you know, cause I subscribed to the New York times. So I was able to put it out on social media, um, at, with a lot of firsthand accounts of people and the stories are horrific. The worst things that you can imagine, uh, is what those terrorists did on that day. What kind of people don't protect the people and then use them as human shields? What is that? What, what kind of what, what you're supposed Terrorists. to protect the people, right? You're the authority figure yep. and you're a government. So you're supposed to in, when you instill laws, you're supposed to do it to protect the people, yep. not to use them as shields. What, what is that? That's animalistic. Yeah, but we're, we're not calling human beings animals now, are we? I get it. Look, I get it. I'm, I, I, what happened that day turned me. It flipped Can a you switch. Steal the elderly? It, it, it flipped a switch in my brain, in my soul, in my psyche. I've never stood up and said, I'm a proud Jew before. Um, I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm an atheist. You, you may be agnostic. I'm atheist. Uh, what happened that day fundamentally changed me. And, and it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm really troubled by it for a number of reasons, only one of which is that I've lost a lot of friends and people who I considered allies before. Um, I see the numbers on my, you know, and my audience are down today. I had, uh, I had somebody try to um, get me removed from my show at KPFK before it even starts. Um, no, it's, you know, this has not come uh, without its toll uh, because I have people every day calling me uh, someone who supports genocide. Um, which couldn't be any further from the truth. So it, this is, it's horrible all around. There's not one good thing that will come out of this mess. Not one good thing and just a whole lot of bad. Can I just ask you one more question? Yeah. It's unrelated to what, 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 uh, the, this, uh, you imbibe in the leaf, right? <laughs> I guess I do. And in Arizona here, it's all legal. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what, do you vape? Do you, is it edibles? Or no, you I'm, know what? I'm trying to move away from booze because I can't handle that. Okay, let me, anymore, t- but- let me tell you, and this is not a commercial because I don't get anything for it, but yeah. there is, because um, there's a great sale on right now because, you know, we're coming up on Black Friday. I, I, try I just and- want, I just want that, that, that I just want that, ah, yeah. you know, that feeling that. Well, yeah. So the vapes, uh, the vape uh, cartridges are cut with all kinds of stuff that you don't want to be imbibing um, and uh, ingesting, I guess is the word. Um, And to smoke something, you know, that's on fire is, is carcinogenic. It's not good for you. So there are vaporizers. Most of them uh, you know, to get one of those volcano things, it's ridiculously expensive. But I found this portable vaporizer. It's a dry herb vaporizer. Um, uh, you know what? Tomorrow I'll bring it in here and show you. But it's from a company called Planet of the Vapes. What a great name, right? So if you go to planetofthevapes.com, they have the, I think it's the POTV, Planet of the Vapes 1. And it's a little 
um, dry herb vaporizer and you get these little um, what they call dosing capsules and you you pack it with weed um, and it and you put it in and it vaporizes it and you're not nothing is burning you're not it's all vapor but it's 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 the cleanest thing you're going to find and you know I'm a lung cancer kit, survivor right like uh, it, the it, weed and the no you, you the- have to know you have to get the weed from a dispensary you've got to do that separately okay. they don't sell the weed but they sell the and they're on sale now for like I think I think when I got it, it was like a hundred bucks and now they have it marked down to 79.99, but oh. it, you know, it's good for your lungs and, and it's a, a you know, a, anyway, that's what I recommend. I'm still trying to figure Planet it out. Planet of the Vapes. Okay. Planet of the Vapes. Yep. Yes. And it's all, oh, it's well, all vaporizer. Well, Nikki, I am back and, and, uh, I've been away for a while and, uh, I like to say hi, hi to Diane Russell. So, okay. <laughs> Okay, you, you just did. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye, John Doe. And not John Doe from the band X. Go figure. There's another John Doe out there. Who who would have thought? All right, we've already gone into uh, overtime. So I, I will hold on to this Fonny and the Bandit song, and maybe we'll use it to start the show tomorrow. Okay? Um, oh, okay. Stop it. Uh, uh, okay. With that, we're done. I guess I could play the music out. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, donate if you can. I survive on your on your support. So um, um, thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. <laughs>